Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week's episode is Gretchen coming back. Uh, we had a couple of issues with recording where some things were cut out because GarageBand stopped recording, so if you see a weird pause, that's why. Um, other plugs come see your teams on first and third Saturday. Don't pick me the gossip edge. Um, check out all the Google plugs in the description, and let's get into it. that weird i can imagine you spending like hours at yankee candle but then ultimately choosing vanilla i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> but i also feel like that's accurate yeah well i think that's a lot of people to be honest am i am i just trying candles or am i also looking at we said yankee candle i'm also thinking bath and body uh, and lotions and stuff no i mean you'll probably hit there next Mm-hmm. Next stop? <laughs> yeah, next stop. Get a new lotion? Yeah. I have been wanting a new lotion. Uh, what are you looking for in your lotion? I want I want it to... Are you talking hand, body, or body. face? Body. Like okay. post-shower lotion. Yeah, yeah, I want it to smell good, of course. But I also want it to do a good job. I mean, I feel like those are the two things. But what's I a good job to you? Hydrate my skin. Okay. Does consistency matter to you? Mm. It's something I notice. Right. Um, I definitely, like, will try, this sounds weird to say, this is the phrasing, I will try someone else's lotion. Oh, I'll do that all the time. I guess it, but it's like, there was one I tried that was just thick. Oh, I love a thick lotion. Yeah? I, I think I've, I've pitched this so many times to so many people, if I ever have a YouTube channel, it's going to be called Ushi Thick, mm-hmm. and it's going to be me tasting a bunch of different dips. And if it, the more thick, the more ooh goes into Ushi Thick. Are you going to have an ooh meter? Ooh, that would be ooh. That'd be good. Somebody owes. Somebody owes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, thin. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, it's either from thick to thick. Like it's never thin. Um. But yeah, that also extends to lotion too. I just won't be eating it. Just be like, it'll, it'll be, doing, it'll be a spinoff. <laughs> it could be like a beauty episode. Mm, yeah, that'd be I nice. Don't know if lotion would be considered beauty or not, but um, just like a lotion review. What would you be reviewing about a lotion? Well, you would have different categories, such as like moisture over time, like retained moisture. You would have um, consistency, like thin thickness um i also think how emollient it is so like how easy it is to spread emollient yeah emollient rich um that's the thickness i hope you're writing down all of these categories because it looks like you are thick i was actually just writing the tie like the oh she thick yeah i'm using k's i don't know if that's okay no i i'm picturing like ck there uh if you have a k not attached to it then i think it's uh, disparaging. 
Sure. <laughs> it's, 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 but this is a, a compliment to the dip. <laughs> these dips are made to be appreciated. They really are. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a dip. You would just have a chip. And that's a sad chip. A chip and soup. And soup? If it's thin, it's soup. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking nothing at all. Just a chip. Oh, just a chip. <laughs> just a chip. It's thick or nothing. <laughs> exactly. On this, on this channel. <laughs> it's thick or nothing. Yes. But So I think I would want a thinner lotion. Really? Well, the one I have now is not very thick. And it feels like it's just easier to spread. Okay. But what if you have a thicker... Like, like I said, emollient one, one that spread. I think I'm using that word correctly. Um, it's a theme. I know. You and I use big words incorrectly. <laughs> I was like, I need to look up the ter- the correct definition for... Um, what was the word? There was a W in it, I feel like. The one I, the one I have from earlier? Yeah. That was coagulation. Coagulation. Yeah. Yeah. There was no W in that. <laughs> Really? I just, in my head, I, well, I heard WAG. Yeah. So I was like, W-A-G's in the center. It's like C-O-A-U-G? Mm. A-U. Does A-U make a what sound? All right, I'll hold up. <laughs> Superfluous was the other one I wanted to confirm the definition on. Because mm. I think I'm using it correctly. I'll look it up while we're here. Um, C-O-A-G-G-U. Okay. Yeah, G-U. Could kind of make that W sound after. Um, Unnecessary, as I said. But I, yeah, I prefer a thicker lotion. But also, we haven't even talked about the packaging. <laughs> um, yeah. So if a packaging, I like a pump. If it's a body lotion after shower. Oh, see, that's the, that was the thick one I tried, and I do like it. It's just I notice it when I spread it. But yes, a pump. Yes. I just prefer that because. <clears throat> Uh, it doesn't seem like as much of an extra step, and I don't know why that is. Okay. I yeah, I because I it's like I don't need to undo a cap, I don't need to pop it off, I don't need to do anything. And if your hands are already residual, that's not a real word. <laughs> um, all I have to do is like hit it with the wrist. Right. It's it's definitely the easiest one. Um, I used to work when I first moved here. I worked at a cosmetic bath body store. That's right. And um, so all of their containers didn't have pumps. They didn't have any squeeze things. It was just like you scoop it out. And that is by far the least favorite uh, method. I will like buy their product because it's good, but I'll keep the packaging of the pump just because. To put it back in. Yeah, to put it in. Mm-hmm. I am. This is how I'm recycling. Um, it's not by actually recycling. It's just by uh, using my favorite types of packaging and <laughs> Um, and then having the container that I didn't like, throwing that in the garbage can. Almost immediately. Almost immediately. <laughs> it's more of a transport. Mm-hmm. Well, so then you must buy in bulk. Um, no. Mm-hmm. I actually do the opposite, where I buy travel sizes of a lot of and things. just dump all of them into the box. Well, I'll buy a bit. I'll buy, like, a normal size one. I'm thinking specifically my face wash. Um, I bought a big bottle of face wash, and then I bought a small bottle of... Um, I think it was, it was a different body wash, but I used all of that, and I was like, okay, I have an empty travel bottle. I want my face wash on the go uh, for when I go to the gym. So I just poured it on in, and I was, um, I basically think I am the sole reason that uh, climate change not only exists, but we're fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cause and the solution. Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a something I can relate to but with like in the shower with like shower stuff 
Yeah. Like soap and stuff. Pump. Yeah. Oh, you do a pump for shower gel? I want to, but I'm just... They don't really exist. I have two. I have the Aussie does that, and then I have another one from Costco or something. Are we talking shampoo, or are we talking body wash? I don't use shampoo anymore. You don't wash your hair? I'm co-washing. It looks nice. It does. I just... It feels nice, too. No, I don't want to touch that. It's so smooth. I wash my hair conditioner every day. No. That, uh, good for you, Aaron not Cri- for me. Aaron Critier turned it on. Oh, not for you, yeah, but, like, for me. <laughs> oh, not for you. You can't pull that off. You can't co-wash. I really can't. Um, you, said, you, you said as much. Well, I know, but it hurts when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. That's oh, all. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with co-washing? Um, I just, um, I personally know that my hair is very oily and I understand the idea of the less you wash the less you'll need to wash I really do understand it Mm -hmm. but that I don't know how long of a time it will take for my hair to adjust and I already have um kind of like scalp issues where like there's dandruff and just itchy scalp all of those things and uh I am not willing to risk to, to yeah, not really willing to uh, experiment. And not only that, but for an indefinite amount of time, because I'm sure that your hair wasn't always like that when you started co-washing. I think there was probably first two, three days were awful. Yeah. It felt like I always had conditioner in my hair. Yeah. I just, I could not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was scary. It was, it was a big deal. Cause I was like, how long is this going to go on for? How right. long am I going to buy in? Because it is different for everyone. Everyone has a different body chemistry, different hair. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not uh, risky enough with that. I don't even get a different haircut. It's always the same haircut. You have, you have different hairstyles, different, uh, lengths of cutting, but it's always the same style I, or same cut. I will say I will part it differently, part it differently or yeah. put a haircut. Not many people can pull off the middle part. I've, I don't, I've, I've said that before. Thank you for saying that, but also if you open up a magazine, you will know that's not true. There are so many middle parts. They're trending. They're they're number one trending on Instagram right now. They may be trending, but that doesn't mean everyone's out there rocking it. Okay. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you, especially considering the fact that everything you've said, I'm like, no. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) You're just trying to be kind, and I just haven't appreciated it. And here it is. I appreciate you. We got it on record. One of my favorite things about you is is something that I see a lot of, and I feel like you also appreciate, is the fashion when performing. (laughs) To to, 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 to slowly turn it into... Slowly turn it into what we always talk about. Well, Uh, I want to hit more creative themes, of course, but like, that's a bit... Um, Wait, before you say... Let's hit creative themes. Did you not hear how I put a uh, face wash from a big bottle into a small bottle? That's creativity at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really doing the work at home. At home. To, to be ready for I put those hours, in. Uh, <laughs> put those hours in. I'm on my way to 10,000 hours. No big deal. Whatever. <laughs> but yes, fashion uh, in an improv setting. Uh, I remember you and I had a very lovely talk um, outside of the theater where you just are like, I really am into appreciating fashion now. And you'll just look at an outfit and go, 
fashion. And Mm -hmm. that was the funniest conversation I think I've had uh, this month. It was delightful. Um, I caught myself saying that at work today, too. They were trying on, like, a crop sweatshirt, and I just go, fashion, it's a look. (laughs) That's all it is. Yeah, just those two phrases, and they think you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's a fashion. She knows. She knows. She She gets there. She gets it. I also like um, doing saying anything, but and then adding, but make it fashion. That's one of my favorite things too. <laughs> Cold, but make it fashion. Yes, as I'm doing uh, at this moment, um, covered in a blanket. It's cold today. I am so thankful that your AC works now. Yeah. Um, it used to be hot as balls in here. It was. It was a terrible. I felt like I. Honestly, it was like I was going to a spa. Again, I'm not appreciating you enough. I should have given you money for this delightful sauna experience I that I had. Cucumber slices. I should have. Should have my little face wash bottle. Yes. Oh, the little one. The little one. <laughs> not the travel. Oh. The little pump. Oh, a little pump. <laughs> I should have brought the wrapper in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> to perform for me, to really just increase the experience. To make this spa day yeah, yeah. complete. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's very nice and calm and soothing. Also, spas, I feel like other than the places that are designated to be warm, like a sauna, are also very cold. So it's still a spa to me. I'm here for it. But yeah, no, I it's it's habitable now. Yes. I can live here. Yeah. It was bad. You saw you saw this place at its worst. Yeah. It, well, even at its worst, it was not that bad. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I remember I was going out to lunch with someone, and I was saying, um, like, uh, I'm going to look gross, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, oh, cool, I won't shower then. And I was like, oh, well, I did shower. So, like, my gross and your gross are a little different. Um but, yeah, that being said, like, this was not anywhere where I would have expected it to be. Having just moved in, it was, like, pretty mm-hmm. put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that just, just makes sense for who you are as a person, because I think you are definitely, I wouldn't even say methodical, but you like to put things in their place. And I think you appreciate not only the the systematic um, aspect of it, but also the creativity part of it, where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I get to like design this space and this make it new. Yeah, this is a fun thing. Yeah. I think with so many things, there's a blend of uh, system and creativity and how to meld those t- things together. And putting a lot of furniture into a small uh, area <laughs> is a great example of that. Absolutely. Well, like, um, that's kind of the super interesting idea of just like, how much do you let the creativity limit be limited by the um, whatever limitations, whether it's form or function or yeah, playing within the system. Kind like of playing within the parameters? Yeah. Yeah. Are you asking me, is that a question? Well, if you have thoughts about it. It was more of a thought. Um, well, I think creative. that actually brings uh, it back to what we were talking about fashion within improv Mm -hmm. that's a really good example to me where i'm like okay i have to follow these set of rules Mm -hmm. so i think it gives you more freedom in a way um i think there is this idea of of choice and when you have an over uh powerful amount of options you don't really choose the best thing or the thing that you can feel confident in Mm -hmm. you'll always be like oh i don't know if i chose the right thing um i i read um 
this is more of a tangent, but I read um, Modern Romance a couple years ago before the the problematic things that Aziz Ansari has done. Before any of that occurred, I read his book. And it was very interesting because he was saying, um, you know, in the 1950s, like, you would just choose someone near you because that's, like, all you really had the options for. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, like, options are at, literally at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, even if you find someone who is honestly perfect for you, you can't help but think like, oh, but is there someone better? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. bringing it back to like the clothing options, um, it's like, okay, like I feel good in this outfit. I feel comfortable, but like maybe I can find something better. Whereas mm-hmm. like if you have this parameter, you have the less uh, options, less options uh, you have your rules, and so then you can kind of like play with those rules mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, how can I like not make it boring, um, but um, still exceed ex- expectations with yeah. these restrictions. That being said, I usually wear a t shirt and jeans every mm-hmm. single time. <laughs> so I'm not saying I am a great uh, person that does this, but it's like I also can tell, like, oh, you are following these rules, but you don't look like everyone else. You're mm-hmm. not in the, that, you know, traditional flannel jeans bands. You know, it's a, it's a Most stigma. My, yeah. yeah, I have a lot. I wear bands on stage at least 25% of the time. Unofficial uniform. I will say, um, <laughs> I, I think that's the thing that I've been, especially in the summertime, that I found the most difficult is shoes that aren't sneakers um, that are closed toed, that are comfortable to be in, uh, that also like don't make my feet sweat. It's like easy in the summer. I'm like, oh, wear boots. I'll do this. I'll do that. But yeah, in the summer, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just want a sandal. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wear it. I can't wear it. I've always thought about the idea of like stashing an outfit if I do want to dress down before a show and just like show up and change. Yes, I remember. I bring stuff sometimes. You do bring stuff? Well, I always have a backpack, so there's always space. Yeah. And also, when I'm, I'm biking, so I'm going to sweat through whatever shirt I have. Right, right. Kirsten was saying that um, when she was going over um, kind of dress code for more, more of the newer uh, people in our group, but um, saying, outlining the dress code, and she was like, you know, I know it's hot outside, so if you want to wear shorts, like, feel free to wear shorts, and then, but she's like, bring bring those long pants and I was thinking to myself like oh I didn't even think that that was an option yeah. like that wouldn't even cross my mind just cause I'm like I'm not bringing like a change of clothes that's yeah. weird I have to do that for junior high and even that I'm like oh I could not do this all of the time but you're not gonna wear a skirt out I'm not gonna Friday. wear a skirt out I've only worn that skirt once cause I, I felt uncomfy I was a bit tight. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to find a skirt in your perfect size altar shopping? Um, well, get close. I yeah, I got as close as I could. Um, but also I also fit the character very well. Right. I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's not a big deal. But but that's the thing. Like, yeah, it fit the character. But like, I personally am not comfortable. So yeah, it, it feels super weird. Like thinking about wearing a logo on stage. Like sometimes I'll wear a logo when I do Coalition Live. Yeah. And even then, I'm just like, I'm aware. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be on stage with this. Yeah, it's yeah. A weird, it's a weird thing. Or if you ever see it, I don't know, it means so much more, I guess, knowing the rules. Yeah, seeing them yeah. Be, seeing them be broken. That's true. I er, <clears throat> So you say logo. I was. I always interpret it, interpreted it as um, any type of word. Word. Like, so if you had a shirt that just had, like, a phrase or something on it, mm-hmm. anything that would kind of 
put your um, like opinion as a person to the forefront beyond your character is what I kind of in, assumed from that. So if you have something like that says, I don't know, like love wins or, or something on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's like a slogan, but... Um, words. Words, a phrase. Because uh, then I think audience member is paying attention to you as a person. Why would they wear that? What do they think about, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, Z? Um, instead of just, you're essentially a blank slate, and I think that's what the rules are essentially trying to do. Let's it not be distracting from your character. Yeah. And I've always, I guess I've always interpreted that as, like, there's a definitely just patterned shirts I wouldn't want to wear. Oh, yeah? What pattern are you, like, not for me? Well, shirts I don't wear anymore, but, like, <laughs> s- some of the things that I purchased at Ross. Ah. Uh, why? Mm-hmm. Which ones? I can't remember. I the duck ones? Long. Did you? You don't the have the duck, duck one. one. No, the, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I think um, you and Joe Mack have. I think, Joe has the duck. I think he yeah. has the duck ones. He has the duck ones. I remember seeing, I think I saw him wearing that, and I was like, I think, does Joe have the duck Oh, man. I've, not, I've noticed myself getting more and more away from those like those style of uh, shirts and stuff. Oh, yeah. What is, what is your style transforming into? Um... Well, in the summer, it's now it's just t-shirts. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's like so necessity. <laughs> I can't wear anything else. Yeah. But, like, when it's my option, I, I don't know. I like a solid color. I like I like working with colors more, I think. Me too. I think um, last year, no, a little beyond, further out than last year, I would always wear uh, black. Um, and I think it was one because I couldn't afford too many things. So I was like, mm-hmm. this always matches. Always it's fine. Yeah. I had to wear black for work. So I was like, why would I buy clothes that are a different color? Like, that's just a waste of money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear something I can wear for both. Um, and now I don't really have a dress code at all. And so um, I, it's one of those things where those parameters are gone. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess that what I'm doing is adding more color to mm-hmm. my wardrobe, but that's fine. I've noticed the the thing with me is I've been br- trying to branch out with the color pants I'll wear. Oh, yeah. I remember we went to Target, and you got, it was like burgundy and green that you got, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not these. Not but, those green but, ones. But, like, green It was like a foresty green. Oh, I returned those. They were too dark. They didn't thought, go with any. They, they was too dark. It went with like nothing. I felt like it would go with white. It would go with a chambray. It would go with a pattern that included like a navy or a uh, dark green. It is a lot more versatile than I think you. Okay, if I wear it to white, me. I look like Peter Griffin. Because also I had my old glasses at the time. Oh yeah, you did. I do remember. Seeing I wore that. it to work one day with a white a white button down shirt. <laughs> Like, I looked legit. I think I had uh, black shoes on, too. And it was just like, I want to go home. Mm. I wanted to... Because I noticed it like, 11. And I had the whole day left. I was like, I hope nobody else said something. Someone's got to be saying. Because it was, it was so obvious. Yeah. But um, I don't have a lot of, like, chambray. And usually I like to wear that with other stuff. So I, it was it was a loss. I took the loss. I returned <laughs> it. I got my money back. No problem. And you didn't tell me. I think that's where I feel hurt. <laughs> well, now you know. I'm sorry. Now I know. Months after the fact. I still have the red. I almost wore those. They're burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> One of the toughest things about maroon. Shut up. <laughs> is that's a very common color at our theater. Is it? 
Um, oh, I do remember. Yes, there was, was that one. Thinking? Yes, there was that one evening where you had the pants. I had black pants and the a maroon black. shirt. Oh. Joe wait. had the exact same outfit on. With Anthony, a sweatshirt, yeah. Anthony had the reverse. For reverse of the maroon pants. And then Harrison was in the audience wearing the same thing I was. Oh, was he? <laughs> There's four of us there wearing the same color. Oh, no one snapped a pic. Well, Riley took a picture of me and Anthony on stage, and mm. she's like, did the arrows crossing, like, pointing to the different colors? I think Riley did that also because her and I, it is just a joke at this point. It's not real. Uh, people, I think, do understand that we're different people, but we very, we dress very similarly, mm-hmm. are of the same age, have a very similar sense of humor, are both sassy, and uh, are friends. And so all of those things combined, uh, I think sometimes we can... Uh, seemingly be interchangeable to people and i think her taking that picture is just like but also they can be too <laughs> yes well yeah. we, other than being interchangeable which we are definitely not but yeah like i would say you have very you have a lot more distinct personalities uh <clears throat> outwardly i think uh someone like yourself who knows me and knows riley can also make those uh, distinctions yeah. but um someone just like who is acquaintances of both uh, uh, of us would be like, nah, they're be they're basically the same, you know. I, I have my contacts in, and it's dim lighting. Me and Anthony look the same. <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple drinks in. Sure, we can get on the Gretchen Riley level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, maybe. <laughs> Try to get on our level. <laughs> so we're trying. <laughs> but no, I totally... I would say we're Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, and you guys are Dylan and Cole Sprouse. <laughs> <laughs> we're always together, and which we're one, interchangeable. Which one, which one am I? Um, which one's most successful? <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I have no idea. No one does, but they do different things is what I'm saying. But they're like obviously very similar. They look very similar. I would assume have, I think they went to the same school. Why do I know so much about them? The Sprouses? Um, yeah. I guess I grew up in that kind of it's Disney channel. Life. Yeah. Uh, realm. But they had a spinoff, didn't they? Yeah. On deck. Oh, the cruise ship thing. Yeah. That was weird. was weird. I stopped watching once they uh, left the mainland. I was like, not for me. No, thank you. We're no, thank you. But, yeah, it's kind of, it, that's the only analogy I can think of where it's just like, it's very similar, but mm-hmm. y'all definitely have a little bit more differences. Interesting, interestingly enough, I think you guys play more together, um, improvise, like, uh, mm-hmm. on stage, whereas me and her don't really. Um, we've never been on the same team. Um, we don't really do indie team stuff together. So both of yeah, detective and that's cool. Yeah, detective, that's cool. Just like any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I, I do like that. We it's it's funny because like. Do you think you perform well together? Or you just like being in that same energy together. Ooh, good question. My honest answer is I think we know enough. We know how to play with each other really well. Yeah. And we, I don't want to say we think similarly because I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. But I know how he thinks and he knows how I think about improv. So we have yeah. at least that understanding with right. which to a- approach it. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes it, us play well together. Yeah. I think that... As far... Well... I'm thinking just in a specific scene, but I think um, 
one thing is you mentioned Dad's Colonia, you mentioned um, Detective, and those are teams that are with different people. So you can play well together, but not necessarily be in the same scene, and that might be just like by adding tertiary moves, by like editing at the right time, um, just kind of by understanding like, oh, this is the scene that we're going to do next, Mm -hmm. and maybe that's kind of the same wavelength, but I'm thinking on a very um, like two-person scene basis, do you guys, do you think that you play well together? I think we. I think I. I think I would surprise him. Ooh, interesting. That's because, a very interesting so. Answer. One of the things that has been very present with me and him is we have felt very compelled to do two-person sets. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both done one or two, and like in the two laps coming up, I have three. Three two-person sets. Mm-hmm. Ooh, with who? Alex, Josh, and uh, Bo. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I'm very surprised by Bo. Just because he, he asked me. Oh wow, look at you! After the All Star Show. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like he was like, "That was really fun. We never, we never, we never played together." And I'm like, "Well, we should just do a lab." Oh, so he didn't really ask you. He said we should play together sometime. Is what he mm. said specifically. Mm. I was just running through it, but okay. not the specifics. If you want the hot goss, that's what it was. <laughs> I always crave that goss. Um, but the idea. Um, I think I think it would be I think it would be good. I think because we both support really well. And yeah. I just I feel like he knows a lot about what I want to work on and how I like view yeah. that. Oh, so it, and he I just feel like we play differently. Yes. It's 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 an it's it's cool to know how someone plays and it's cool to be able to think about it. But just the ways in which we play, mm-hmm. I feel like it could be great. It could be okay. Yeah. But I could definitely, I feel like the the first thought for me would be like, I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I think knowing how the other person plays and knowing that you guys are different is definitely a very strong foundation now. Um, because you don't want two people that play the same. Unless, like, when I say play the same, it just means that they're good at everything. Um, but, yeah, it's really cool that you know that, those, that your performances and your go-tos are different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just whether or not those things are compatible, whether yeah. or not you can figure out, like, okay, I know what you want to work on. You know what I want to work on. How can we create this thing from that, um, from these two ends of the spectrum? Um, but yeah, that's very interesting. And I mean, I know I'm doing, like, with Josh, him being on my team, we mm-hmm. do, like, a lot of two-person things together. And right. Alex and Bo are more just like, let's have fun and let's go do this fun thing. Yeah. But I think with me and him, it could be like, let's, let's go have fun. But I think with with the way we would want to approach it would be more of a serious thing. Right. So we'd want to, we'd want to practice. We'd want to yeah. do something, not just go up and like, oh, let's do some scenes. Let's just like try it out. Because we could just do that. Yeah. We could just do that whenever. Yeah, you can do that when you're on those things that I mentioned, Detective or Dad's Cologne. Oh, just be I like, just, hey, just, get, <laughs> just make sure me and Anthony have at least one two-person scene together. Thank you. And then just do it. I mean, like, a, like when we're not at the theater like for just hanging out like we, yeah. we could just run through but like the idea is like I think we both would look at it more of a if we're gonna do a two person thing let's find something to do let's not just do it for the shit of it 
Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily the right thing, but I think I feel like that's how we are approaching it because we haven't done it. We we meant we meant to do a two person thing uh-huh. before that whole explosion of like us changing our mindset about two person scenes or two person stuff are scary to oh now they're like all I want to do. Yeah. What made that change? What brought on that change? I don't know. I think it was like a. I think it was just real, like really thinking about it. Because when, when it was thinking about me and him, it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Like, what's our plan? Mm-hmm. And then it, I don't know. I don't know. For me, it was more feeling more comfortable being on stage. Yeah. Like feeling like I had a, whatever, whatever weird thing it was, achieved a place where I could be comfortable doing something like that. Interesting. And I feel like that was all part of like, my growth and what mm-hmm. I was going through. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, oh, this is, this feels good. This feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Cause I do, I did one with Jamie and that was really fun. Oh, I didn't know you guys did that. Mm-hmm. Where our name was like, we still hide our tattoos from our parents. We had both like, it was summer, but we still both wore like long sleeves. That's a very long name and a very, uh, interesting choice of fashion. <laughs> I hate it, what I just did. Oh, well, there's a lot of things I don't like, um, that I still do. Um, Same. but did it go well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I really love performing with Jamie. That's been mm-hmm. a delight. Well, how has don't pick me up and y'all are a great team. I love um, the name. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think things are going well. I will say having the comparison with Jensen and don't pick me up has been really, really good. Um, because I think, at the time, Jensen was perfect for me. I was really going through more of it. Like, I'm doing improv for the social reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Because I... It was why I kind of started at the year. I didn't know anyone in Richmond. I needed something to do. So I was like, okay. Killed two birds with one stone. Did that. And um, I knew I wanted to perform more. And I didn't want to continue to take classes that felt like a waste of money and time mm-hmm. to me. Um, and so having the opportunity to be on Jensen was really great. Um, but I just think the structure, I, at that time, I think if I had too much structure, I would have felt really shitty about myself. Mm-hmm. And so not having as much structure, I think was perfect for me then. Um, and then also just having that break, um, and kind of doing more like narrative type things again, just really, Kind of figuring out what I was good at, what I wasn't good at, what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do was really helpful. And then coming into a team now that not only has a good amount of structure, like no matter what, me and Pete, Aaron and Taylor's familiarity, kind of all four of us having that like understanding of we've been through this before and then having three amazing newcomers who not only have each other for feeling like, oh, we're newbies, but then also just like having them not only or like none of us for really feeling like we had an ego like all of us are just eager to learn mm-hmm. and eager to be better mm-hmm. and i think that if you have more experienced players who are eager it helps the kind of more younger people feel like they're on the same page or at least i hope they feel that way <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah so far so good i like it a lot I feel like that's kind of the similar experience that I've had. Where, oh, yeah. Because we have four people who have been on a team before. Mm-hmm. And three people who have not been in oh, our yeah. community for very long. Yeah. 
And, I mean, they've all been performing in their own ways for their own amounts of time. Mm-hmm. But it's a really cool mix. Yeah. I think it's really an interesting recipe that created, like, the best results. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the perfect pie. And... You can find that perfect pie on first and third Saturdays. First and third Saturdays, Gossip Badge, and Don't Pick Me Up. When the other arguably teams have the best teams. <laughs> when the other team have guests on, we'll talk about their teams. But it's not. It's not that that time. It's not that time. It's pie time. It's pie time. It's a, yeah. I also feel like our um, having Don't Pick Me Up and Gossip Badge on the same night um, is really nice. In the sense that I think they complement each other really well, whether that be because they're coached by people who are friends or just the actual improv itself, I think it's a very complimentary show where y'all have this mono scene that has lends itself to more of I wouldn't even say a narrative style, but just you're staying in that same character. You're really we, developing those and characters. We play at narrative sometimes. Yeah, we 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 get a little plotty. Yeah, I mean that's natural to happen, but that's like, but like we are monocene, try to be pretty quick, um, and definitely have a. I wouldn't even say a higher energy, but just. Oh, you said you meant you meant montage. You said I. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean montage. Um, I just said monocene, so it's on my brain. Um, you can't get gossip badge out of your brain. I can't. I cannot. You're I can't get this one. goss out of my brain. Can't get the goss out of my brain. <laughs> Badge. Um, <laughs> is that the, I was about to say that again. <laughs> um, oh, I yeah, forgot what so I was you, saying. You saying high energy? I would, no, I'm not saying. Uh, that I'm, was the last thing. I, I messed up when I said high energy. I meant um, we try to focus Different more. Energy, faster Different. Energy. Um, we try to focus on like tertiary moves. Um, just kind of not even more gamey, but just. We can lend ourselves, I guess, a little bit more to that, or mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Well, it's like. Um, of course, this is coming from someone who does not perform a mono scene, so please correct me if I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I'm not here to. I'm not here to pretend like I'm an expert mm-hmm. or or say anything you said was wrong. Um, I was more saying like it, it's cool because uh, with riots, I've, and again, like Resident Ghost was the first one to do some sort of like different format. Mm-hmm. So like your original night for your original first and third was was this the the two featured teams. You know, bosses will do whatever bosses will do. I don't know if their format's always the same, but at the time it wasn't. But, like, those two teams were different, and so they brought two different... Are you talking about Resident Ghost? Resident Ghost and the instance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they brought two different things, and right. so you got two different shows as opposed to two montages. So right. we have that same energy, mm-hmm. and that's why I like when we go second, because we break up the um, yeah. montage, and which, which, more often than not, they're pretty flower. Yeah. Um... It should be a pretty flower, but more often it turns into something else. I can't even say it turns into a montage. It just turns into whatever it turns into. It's very organic. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of, that's why I think, um, like our teams, our teams work well together. And that's like, that's like the really cool aspect of putting on a whole show is like, if you were to design a three team show, Mm -hmm. you'd. I feel like one of the first thoughts I would have in putting it together would be putting a team like, uh, whether high energy is right or not, but like a higher energy team, a faster team, mm-hmm. a team that plays more this style mm-hmm. with a team that plays slower and more this style. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. 1000%. And like I said, I think it's, 
it's a lot more um, complimentary than I could have expected, Mm -hmm. um, which is really, really delightful. Um, Yeah, first and third Saturdays. That's all I have to say about it. It's a good night. I like it. I think it's been very... It's surprising how fast this one has gone. I know. It's like now there's only like five shows left. Yeah, it is not that many. It's crazy. It is. It feels like it just started. It it truly does. One thing I will say, um, I think you all have... Uh, Gossip Hatch has improved. Not, well, not even improved, but just like found your... Like found the mono scene to be amazing. Like you've really found the fun in it. Um, and it's just made all of your shows so much more f- enjoyable to watch. And it's like every single time I feel like I watch you guys improve from week to week, uh, or week, to uh, other week improve. Um, <laughs> and one thing I will say is I think our team started out very strong and I think we've stayed there, but like that improvement is a lot more difficult to continue. I was talking I'm with Taylor where we're like, we're still good, but like we all want to be better. Um, and it's just like, we're fighting for it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, I hope, I hope that we can eventually feel like this amazing feeling of that was a good show, but I don't think we've really felt that mm-hmm. quite yet. Cause I think we're just working so hard in practices mm-hmm. that it's like, no matter if the show is good or not, and if people like it, we're just like, Oh, but it could have been better, which is yeah. something that I think combines all of us. But, you know, I think we all also know that, like, it's improv, like, whatever. It's a fleeting, it's a fleeting performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it, it, the idea that I love about that, because I feel like we feel the same way. Oh, interesting. I would not have assumed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like this idea. Like, I, I feel like we're all proud of our shows, but, like, it's... it's um, the concept of, like, you're much quicker to point out a flaw than a success for you, which is why I'm all about, like, celebrate your successes. Right, of course. But, like, with, in our terms, it's like, this is something I'm working on, so while I might say, oh, I did great object work, I'm more likely going to say something like, I needed to do more object work. And that's going to be something I focus on. Interesting. Way more. Just using that as, like, an example comparison. Yeah. I don't know if I always point out the negative, I think I'm pretty good at recognizing. Do you think so? What? Do you think so? I feel like that's a hard thing to achieve. Is what I'm saying. I feel like that's what? the thing. I feel like a lot of performers will focus on the negative. Um, and and, and I, I would even what I was putting on you was more the idea of like you guys are so nose to the grindstone where it's just like that set was good, but here's what I want to like. Here's what I'm pulling from it. It's like I want to work on this now. Right. Well, I'm saying I kind of see things in a more like. I, or at least I try to. I don't know if I actually have attained this, but I try to look at things as a whole. Like, was the show good? Yes. But thinking, what was it missing? It, like, I mean, basically just like the, the Oreo effect of like, this was good, this I need to improve on, and this uh, I really enjoyed. Or like maybe mm-hmm. um, for an Oreo effect, um, as far as the show is concerned, like uh, the first thing being like, this is the overall feeling of the show that I really enjoyed and then focus it more on myself. I didn't really love what I did here. I loved what I did here. And, um, yeah, I think if you come out of a show with that, which is like feeling positive or feeling good, um, which you don't, you don't have to, there's also that notion where it's like, I think there's this idea that you have to feel great about everything that you 
you've done on stage. And it's like, that's not true. You've mm-hmm. had shitty, you can have shitty shows, whether that be like from an audience perspective or from your perspective. Like I, um, I don't think that the idea of always thinking positive is always the best thing. It can't always be beneficial. Right. Because I'm like, if you're always thinking positive, then what are you actually doing? How, how are you improving? Like, yeah. oh, this was good, but I can be better. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, also recognize your faults and recognize that not everything feels good. Yeah. That's least- just, like, not – that's just me kind of tangentially uh, feeling – I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. But, like, going off and saying that in general, that doesn't just apply to improv. That's just me being, like, I absolutely hate that when people are, like, always trying to yeah. have these posy vibes. I'm like, no, because life sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that's exactly what I was saying. I think I think you, I think we're on the same page. Where it's like, um, it was I'm all about successes, but that usually comes before like uh, <clears throat> some sort of note. Yeah. Like don't let it be lost. Like all the great things you did. Right. Um, here's the here's my thoughts. Yeah. When, when you did this, think think this, and it's like it, I think it's, and that's why it's good, and that's why your team is good because you guys are all on that same page, like you were right. saying, where you're all like, yeah, that was whatever but here's what I want to work on so the next show right and then it's just like a rinse and repeat kind of thing which is like this true 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 like you guys are all gamers like you are all there to like really 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 do a good job yeah I definitely think that's what what um binds us all I think I already mentioned like just respect for each other and Mm -hmm. support for each other but also um the we all have the same goal, which is just to improve. Um, and we're all willing to put in that work to improve. And I think um, what you were saying as far as, like, I'm going to take what this is and move forward, it's just, like, not dwelling on it. Yeah. Um, also, it's funny because you're like, oh, we're saying the same thing, but, but we don't. But we're saying it differently. I'm like, that's basically a synopsis of you and I, where we're usually on the same page, but we don't know we are. <laughs> it, it takes like it takes it takes a couple times of saying it to yes, really get it to, to hone in. <laughs> yes, if they were listening. Yes, it, were you listening? Yes, I was, but I guess not because I had to say it myself. <laughs> well, oh, well. That, it was less. I, it was less. I wasn't listening, and more I was just thinking of the right way to say it. It was less. I wasn't listening, and more just like me waiting to talk because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I know there's two microphones, but... There should be two facing my <laughs> face. <laughs> Just turn, turn that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to talk... I feel like I, I don't remember when I started asking the questions. The, like, the couple of questions I'll ask every episode. Uh-huh. Did I, ever hit, did I ever hit you with those? You asked me the weirdest thing in the room. I have... I okay, will okay, say okay, okay. I have asked you also... Or I've listened to all of season five. Delight, delightful. Um, and everyone has talked about that picture. Oh, don't worry. You'll get to I'll get to it? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That, that's how I end the show now. Oh, it is. I, mean, I, mean, I don't I, even get the option to decide how to end the show. Well, since you asked. There, <laughs> are, there are now three ways to end the show. Okay. We do the weirdest thing in the room again. Okay. We do how would you end the show. Okay. And then we do the picture. Okay. So okay. You, you have options. Cool. Um... um well, you, you, you do all of them. But I'll like, do all of them? You have, yeah. You pick so, the weirdest thing, and then you say how you'd end it, describe it, and then say goodbye, and then that's that's the end. Okay. Do you want me to start now? We have a little more time. Oh, we have more time? What do you want to talk about that? I'll talk about M5, but I want to ask you oh, first yeah, if you yeah. remember your first creative moment, or what's the first one you remember, if you can. Um, 
When I, those, those are usually the questions that I ask. Okay. I ask everyone those questions. Oh, wow. We're not even getting... Okay, cool. No, we'll get, we ask that question first. Quick story, then we get it in five. Oh, my gosh. It's like I've never listened to an episode. Dang. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, first creative moment. That was the first question, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one I'm supposed to answer. Okay. Um, well, I don't really know, because apparently I would start kind of drawing from a very young age. That's actually, I would say my first kind of creative venture. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to do, not had to, but I was, um, in a lot of art classes when I was younger, like, uh, private art classes or lessons rather. And it's interesting because I recently took like, um, when I was doing that, I kind of got into a headspace, Similar to that of when people say I run to stop thinking. And so for me, when I was younger, that doing art and doing or going to these lessons, I had a very similar headspace where I was just like laser focused on what I was doing. And I ended up stop stopping um, the classes because it wasn't the cool thing to do where I, where I was. Like, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of friends and what were these people who I wanted to be friends with? What were they doing? And those were the things that I started to do then, even though I wasn't really living to who I truly was. Um, and as I've kind of gone into adulthood, um, I think I, I touched on this a little bit. I recently went to a class where it was macrame. So it was basically an addition, an art class. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really cool because I got that same type of out of my head space. And so... Like a flow state? Yeah, essentially, um, where I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about, like, relationships, social situations, what I'm going to do tomorrow, like, anything. All I'm focused on is the thing that's right in front of me. And um, to me, really all of my 20s, I've been trying to reverse what I did when I was in high school and in middle school, which was not be true to myself in for the sake of making friends with people who I thought I should be friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very weird to do because I ended up making friends with people who weren't really friends with me. They were friends with the me that I kind of built. Put out there. Put out there. Who, like, essentially, I didn't make the best friends. I went with uh, quantity versus quality. Sure. And now um, I'm just like, I'm going to be true to myself. And I know that if the more true to myself that I am, whether that be with art, whether that be with improv or um, just talking about gross things, which I love to do, if like someone finds that fun, um, if someone is drawn to me, those are the friends that I want to have. I don't want to like, like search for friends or want or try to be that wannabe. Um, I, because ultimately those are going to be the, the friends that you actually want. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I actually went through that in my um, kind of teenage years anyways because the people that you genuinely were friends with um, as a teenager, oftentimes you don't keep up with all of them. So I was like, okay, well, I have a fresh slate. I'm not really, I'm not close with any of them. None of them really know who I am. Um, and now with that knowledge now, all of the friends that I've been building in my early 20s, I can say like, with all of my heart, like I deeply care about them because we share whether that be improv or just like a love of something else, whether that be creative or uh, play it back. 
<laughs> no, we're already doing it. Ah, oh, dang. He's cutting out. I feel like I feel like if we mention it, it's a little less weird. Okay. But the people you share the things with. Yes, I think those uh, people are the ones who I actually want to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that shows because it's like you're willing to show them right. what you're doing, right, and right, I think right. that. I mean that. So yeah, drawing is a good one. Like we said, kids um, are always drawn to drawing. Huh? Huh? Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawn to puns. It's not even a pun. It's just funny. Wordplay. Words are words. Fun. <laughs> uh, what did Zach Braff say in the Scrubs? I, like I never watched that show. You never watched Scrubs? No. My mom watched, or my mom and my dad would watch a couple episodes, but it wasn't one that they were super new. My mom and I love Scrubs. We watch it all the time. Cute. And Friends. I mean, I watched Friends with my mom, but it was one of those things um, that I watched and I enjoyed it as a kid. It kind of reminds me of a cartoon in the in the way that you enjoy it as a kid, but then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, that's what they're talking about. You're like, oh, that was a joke I didn't get. I did not get that joke. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even worse now because it like, doesn't hold up and that's all you can like. Yeah. I feel like I had to mention it. But like friends yeah, not yeah. holding up. Mm-hmm. There's, a lot of things, there's a lot of things that don't. A lot of yeah. jokes. A lot of like one-offs. Yeah. Excuse me. I will also say though, taking this rom-com class and having to part of the homework is having to watch old like Sleepers in Seattle. You've got mail. I also feel like I think so differently about relationships now. Really? Whether that's just where I am or not, but it's like. Well, those are, I think, also relationships have changed, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I or at least, like, the idea of a relationship. Mm-hmm. But also rom-coms. Uh, it's supposed to be dramatized. It's supposed to be. Yeah. But, it's like, and I feel, but the thing is, and I feel like with Friends is similar, I feel like that's the way people actually thought back then, because I feel like I used to really relate to these things. That's all, that's all my favorite movies have changed, because I no longer am, like, this yeah. person who's like, oh, I need to find someone. I need to be in a relationship. Yeah. Which is what those are targeted for. Not everyone was like that, but, like... Well, they're playing into your the feeling of loneliness. It's similar mm-hmm. to advertising. It's just, like, they're playing into all of your insecurities. No one wants to die alone. So, oh, so I'm just, I'm just uh, more secure now, and I don't like these movies as much? <laughs> Maybe. Cool, I'm here Well, but also I don't think um, rom-coms are as popular. I think um, mm-hmm. movies and TV shows are a lot more complex than just fitting into this square mm-hmm. bubble of, like, rom-com, drama, thriller. Like... Uh, there's this whole, um, oh, what was the word you said earlier? Coagulation. Of genres. Um, mm-hmm. They all get liquefied. They all get liquefied. And clot up. Exactly. And then you have um, a movie. Yeah, you have a movie or a TV <clears throat> show. Okay, so I want to ask you this question, then I'll get it in five. Okay. What's your go-to breakfast? Oh, um, every, almost every weekday I go to work. And I get a coffee, and I get a Cliff Bar, preferably white chocolate macadamia nut. Ooh, um, you fancy. Am I? Because it's free. <laughs> I'm oh. cheap is what I am. Well, you free and thrifty. <laughs> yeah. You, you thrifty. <laughs> sure. Um, but then sometimes, if I have time, fancy I... Fancy and thrifty. Not free and thrifty. Fancy and thrifty. Okay, yeah, that's why I was like, free and thrifty are kind of similar. <laughs> um, and then if I have time to go through a Starbucks drive-thru, I will get the spinach, egg white, spinach, egg white, and feta wrap. 
Oh, you hit the one on, uh, Boulevard. On Boulevard, yeah. Yeah, because you go out that way. You saw me coming home one day when I lived in Scotland. Yes, I did. I did yeah. see you. I feel like, um, I'm biking in the morning. I'm so much more aware of my friends routes to work, because I'm like, I don't know what time, like, if, like I, I don't know what time you go to work, but, like, I know what time, like, Anthony goes to work, let's say, so I know, <laughs> like, there's no chance I'll see him, unless I'm running really late. Yeah. But even then, my route has changed now, where it used to be, like, like, I was late to work one day, and he saw me crossing Scott's, uh, from Scott's edition to Lee. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, sorry. Just, <laughs> I, I, I can picture the drive there. Wait, what time, do you know what time he goes to work? He has Does he take 64? Uh-huh. What time does he go? He has to be there at 8.30. Oh, okay, so I'll never see him. Mm-hmm. I have to be at my job at 8, so. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, so, yeah. Our paths don't cross either, see? That's the thing, it's kind of a bummer, because I'm like, I like seeing people. Like, it makes- Yeah, it's it's really cool. Every also, time I see you, I'm like, oh, where's my phone? I gotta text him. <laughs> and I'm always like, where'd you see me? I want to relive that moment, even though I didn't see you. <laughs> I've also noticed that ever since I started taking lunches with people, mm-hmm. it's changed. It, like, if you have an opportunity to take a lunch with someone, do it, because it changed your day. I have. Um, that, was, that was more to them. They do. Oh, not to me? Oh, well, I mean, I figured you had. Why? Because I don't want to pretend like I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Change your day. It, it's a it's a positive change. Well, for me, I can really only have lunch with people. I mean, I have lunch with people I work with all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like a lunch room area, um, but yeah, I'm able to work remote. So sometimes I will take like that time to go to someone's office and um, eat lunch, lunch with up. them. Yeah. But oftentimes I usually, I have to take a longer lunch than I want, and then I have to stay on longer. Uh, so I'm like, was it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> it was, though, because <laughs> I love being with people. Sure. All right, M5. What do you want to say? Um, first of all, great show. I, I will say, what I want to say is that I'm very proud of how well we work together. Mm-hmm. I think it was a testament to our friendship, because mm-hmm. uh, it could have gone very bad, <laughs> and it did not. It's very easy for uh, things like that to go south. Yeah. yeah. And I think the reason that it went fairly well with you and I is that's all we really talked about for that that period of time. Mm-hmm. We were, like, we would see each other, obviously, but, like, as far as texting is concerned, it was Business. basically always that. Um, and it's really cool that we were able to turn off like our normal friendship and turn on this other aspect of for the friendship. sake of this thing we really wanted to build in this big like, yeah before we run yeah it's yeah a big deal. it was really cool um very proud of also the cast i think they did really good um so it, it was a really cool feeling um having having the cast do well and like be friends i don't know because it was like this thing where I don't remember what show we both watched in the tech booth, but it was like that was the most proud I had ever felt about. I think people I, I wasn't related to. Yeah, I <laughs> will say very similarly. Um, I think the first show was just surprised at how well it went. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I expected it to go bad. I was just like, this is better than. I could have expected. Mm-hmm. And I think that had to do with the energy of this is the first show. It had, the, it had to do with the energy of the crowd. Um, it had to do with all of us dealing with these tech issues. There was a lot of things that oh went wrong. Oh, my gosh. Was the, I forgot about that. Yeah. But, like, you know, we uh, improvised. <laughs> Ty ran on stage like a, in uh, the middle of the yeah. <laughs> Very fun. Very fun. But 
there's like, I also feel like we made a very good choice in understanding this is what the show is. We were like, it's a 10 o'clock, four week run. We are not going to try to make, like, I have no intentions of making this an 8, 8 p.m. show at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do well. Lean and, into it. Right. Lean into the fact that, like, this is silly. And that was really the whole point mm-hmm. was like, this show is silly. Like, as I think I heard in the debut episode of season five, um, the difference between a parody and an homage, like, they are kind of one and the same. Like, take what you know from that show um, and just, like, heighten what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. I Heighten what's been established. And right. Scooby-Doo is well-established. 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 And, like, those characters are so, like, obvious. So, um, yeah. I thought it went very well. That being said, it was very stressful. Um, very stressful. It was a lot. I didn't realize how much it would be. Yeah. Very stressful. And also... I think as le- as far as performing is concerned, I currently am at a place where I feel like I want to do better, but I'm still having fun wanting to do better. And I felt like that, I although I enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed kind of the coaching aspect and having practice and creating a, um, like a bunch of exercises and figuring out what to do. I did really enjoy that. And that was where kind of I continued to find the fun. Everything else was it wasn't really fun. Like it was, I put a lot of pressure on myself because mm-hmm. I wanted the show to be, uh, be good. Um, and so I also, I can't help but think of all of the shows that I wish they had stopped doing, you know, a third season or a second season. Oh. And I can't help but think to myself, like this was a good show and I don't want to ruin it by a second season. Cause I also heard that in the debut, uh, episode of season five, everyone check it out. Great episode. It's a uh, number, uh, four, uh, 38, 78, 38, <laughs> 78, um, friend of the show, Joe Freeman, friend of my heart, Joe Freeman. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and so, I think, yeah, it would be very hard for me to want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only reason that I would is if I find that the people who are involved find, or not necessarily take ownership, but feel proud from the very beginning. I think that was something that was very interesting, was I felt like I really wanted them to like attach to it and be passionate about it. And that's something that you can't really force on people. Mm-hmm. That's just something that has to happen. I think after the first show, they felt that. Um, but during practices, whether it be because it was on a Sunday or just um, communication, whatever it may be, I didn't really feel that um, sense of, I want to be in this. Sure. And so it's like, well, I it, it was just a little discouraging for me because it's like, well, I want you all to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um but I, like I said, I can't. I can't make you feel that way. Mm-mm. And it's um, not. It's not necessarily. I guess. So your credit. It's not a negative thing that they don't. It's just. It's just like that, that's it's what just, it is. Right. Um, and I think that is definitely the positive of having a season two. Is there is more of an idea that people want to do it. They would come back. But I also feel like I am open to doing something in that like director type of role. Type of role because I did enjoy. 
aspects of it, but it would be very nice to know that I wasn't the only person or you weren't the only person. I think both of us weren't the only people who like truly believed in it from the beginning. And who cared? Who cared from the beginning. Yeah. Because as a performer and I've been in a situation that I was like, I don't care about the show. Like sometimes that just happens. Sometimes that does happen, yeah. And um, it's just like, you know that you're improving, you know that you're getting stage time. It's like, okay, this is fine. And um, but we did that show because we wanted to do it. No one asked us to do that show. No right. one was like, we need to fill these four ten o'clock slots. I was like, we want to do this show. Right. We took all, we did all the shit so we could yeah. do the show. Yeah. And I, I think we, I think at least I learned a lot from it. I think oh, you did yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was very interesting. And I, similarly to how I view riot shows, it's something that I, don't really want to dwell on. Mm-hmm. Um, there are various things that could have gone better, various things that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. But I'm looking at it in more of a like moving forward type of way. I think it really wasn't until I actually started making those lesson plans and doing the actual directing part that I was like, oh, I do want to teach. Um, and so I'm really glad that I went through that because now I feel very confident in my abilities because it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I directed the show and I was able to see that there was improvement and that they were able to take my notes well. So I'm very confident in my abilities from this. Your outlines were intense. <laughs> I um, I really like the planning. <laughs> You're really good at it. That was the thing. I think that's one of the things that made I, it successful I, on stage. I hope so. Um, I never went to a practice unprepared because mm-hmm. um, I don't think that that's fair um, mm-hmm. to the uh, performers at all. Like, I don't... Um, I think... In addition to having the pressure of having the show go well, there's also just the idea of being taken seriously, which is something I am kind of struggling with as I'm growing in, into adulthood. Um, I'm, I think, still one of the youngest people at the theater. Um, Definitely in our wave. Yeah. Um, or even, I think, newer people, because obviously you can start... Uh, whenever you want. Um, But I I definitely think I'm one of the youngest people there. And so it's very difficult. And I started when I was in college too. So it's like me two years ago is very different than me now. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's hard for me to change, but then other people or the perception of me not, not to change. Because it's like, well, I've moved past that. Like, can you move past that in how you how mm-hmm. you view me? And so that was, I think that was also a, like a selfish reason that I decided to go into that director type of way. And you sure. also being um, someone who I know that really enjoyed that kind of producer type role of um, doing all of that planning and uh, doing a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff. I was like hey, you want to help me? <laughs> Actually, I don't even think that happened. It was genuinely, um, and I don't think you give yourself enough credit, um, definitely a collaborative, uh, creative process from the very beginning. And I think we kind of were like, what are the roles that we need to fill? Who does what? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of went from there. But that was one of the things I felt like made it successful was there's only a certain amount of roles available with a with a director, producer role kind of thing. If, right. like, if you imagine one person doing all those things, splitting them up the thing because it was your idea it was not I think this is what I'm saying I'm like I don't think it was truly my idea I think we definitely came came up with it uh, together Mm -hmm. I remember you and I sitting on your couch watching I think it was a commercial and we were like I think it was a commercial that featured them or something Uh like that and we were like this is just like like improv they do the same type of thing all that it's a format 
And then I think, I don't know if we created the format as much as we were like, who could fill these roles? We started, I, the, in one of my list. notebooks, we started, we started casting, uh, yeah. who would be the, the gang. Yeah. And then we started to really think about how we could do it. And then that's, yeah, that's what birthed it. Yeah. So in, in my mind, it was more like, um, the, the, the ownership you took over it. Uh huh. It was like, I wanted to support that because you, 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 you did make it, I don't know. You came up, you, you, I, th- I think I say it was your idea because when we first discussed it, mm-hmm. you had, you were way more excited than I was. And not that I <laughs> wasn't excited, but more yeah. like you just, I, your mind, your mind started to go and like, oh, you, yeah, yeah. like you stopped making like, like I just did like, you just like, stop making eye contact. You're just like, okay, okay. Well, well what about we did this? Well, what if, what if this was the thing? And it, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you're into this. I'm into this. It's really easy to get it an idea when someone else is. Right. And so at that point it was like, okay, well you are, are naturally drifting into this role of, right. of really kind of taking the reins on like I'm going to make this a format and so in my mind it was like the way that I contribute the most is by taking all these other things off of the plate and making that something I do which I like to do I like was going to say it, which I think sounds really shitty if you don't love all of the things that you like took mm-hmm. off of my plate, took off the plate. yeah because it's like all of those things that like you just said that I wasn't doing I don't want to do I did mm-hmm. not like to do and I just back to the fact of we worked really well together. Mm-hmm. I think we really were super lucky in that what you don't like to do, or not even don't like to do. I think you would have enjoyed what what I did, but and I did. I did the credit I don't give myself, which I guess I will here is like <laughs> the, it was. It wasn't like you did everything with the format. You did everything with this. It was more like you were more like hands on with the cast, and you like came up with all the lesson plans. And we talked about our ideas. Yeah. And we, we found what worked. And then it was like, a, okay, let's do this. And then you would drop how to teach, teach that and how to do that. It's meant to keep the table leaves from not falling. Okay. <laughs> because if you have it, it can just go. Okay. Well, I was holding it up because I was afraid that that's what it was. The clam. Oh no, it's 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 stable. It's just extra protection. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I tried to do the clamps under the tables. Um, <laughs> so I I was. I mean, like, yeah, I was heavily involved in that other stuff. And, again, I love doing producer bullshit. So, for me, it was like, I would just say, hey, we're going to practice on these days at yeah. this time. And you're, like, perfect. And then, <laughs> in my mind, it was like, it was my way of really, really helping. I don't know. It, it, it totally was. It was just, it was a good match for building a show. Yeah, definitely. Um, I... I definitely feel like you and I have a... It was very nice. I think the biggest thing I took away from it was you and I are very good friends and also um, in various different types of ways. Yeah. And that was so nice to just find out. Find Um, out just by doing a show. Yeah. About Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm very proud of, really, the experience. Proud of you, proud of me, proud Mm. of the entire cast. Proud, proud, proud. Proud, proud, proud. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about with them, that specific uh, M5 thing? No, I feel good. I feel like, um, I feel if, like a season two, if a season two happens, then I'll be ready. <laughs> if we decide to work together, I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be for that specific thing, but well, we'll, figure, we'll it figure it out. There's plenty of shows to do. Well, how do you feel? About? This podcast. Uh, I'm 
worried about it going out multiple yeah, times. Yeah, it went out twice. Oh no! Once I caught it, and just was like, "Well, keep going." So there's a little bit missed, but I think those are you're talking about Jensen. Oh well, I'm not on that team anymore. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a defunct. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you have another question for me to answer? I'm trying to think if I want to jump. If you want to, do, if you want to jump into the ending things, because we're running out of time. It's the first time I've had a time restriction. Oh really? Yeah. How long has it been? Uh, what time did we start? It was a little after seven. I think it was like seven forty. So we've been going uh, hour fifteen. Okay. I've been wanting to like bring the episodes down too because I feel like people like them more when they're shorter. I personally love a shorter podcast. I think um, hour hour nine hour thirty somewhere in there. Okay. Um, I was going to say my favorite ones are like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have crossed that barrier. But that's also tr- well. What I'm saying for those are they're often more structured. Sure. So um, they have beats. They hit. They get out. Right. This right. is more of a let's just talk until we don't talk anymore. Yeah, and with people like you and I, who mm-hmm. are, I think we spent we spent when we actually within this past either a month or two months, we've had two days where we spent basically the entire day just, just talking, yeah, just doing whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I feel like the idea of doing a shorter episode to me is is fun because I feel like it's more concentrated. Yeah. Um, it's more like, let's hit 60 now. It used to be, it used to be let's hit two hours, and then mm-hmm. whenever it dies. Um, and now it's like, I want to hit an hour and then let it play. And I feel like that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's really up to you. You're the I one. feel like we could keep going, but time. That's fair. I personally don't I'll, care it's on my show. I'll have you on for episode 120. Yes, perfect. Every 40. Every four days. Let's check in. Or you could do it. Uh, so it was. It's been forty. Uh huh. So, so then next time thirty. Been, it, next time twenty. Next time ten. And then uh, and then me for ten more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you have you on with just sitting here with a third mic. Yeah, I'm about it. We could do. We do something like that. I'll be your. I have really Higgins been to your Fallon. I have been. <laughs> who? Higgins to Fallon. Tonight show? I didn't hear what you said. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> I have been wanting to experiment with having more than one person on. Like, I want to have Sweet Sweet Angel Babies on. Have you had them both on individually? Mm-hmm. Then yeah, sure. That's I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not the, well, anything to do with it, but I'm saying like... Your opinion's valid. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, but I don't think it would be a slight to either of them because mm-hmm. they've both been on it before. I think my thought is more, I want to promote more. I want to try more things. Yeah. It'd be more from an, a perspective of, I want to see if this would work. Yeah. I already do live with teams now. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Well, let's get into the, the end things. What's okay. The, what's the weirdest thing in this room? Uh, besides you? Yes. <laughs> Always. Um, That's a long, too long a story to tell. <laughs> well, I, you and I have had a discussion about the uh, cactus coasters. So I feel like it's only right for me to say that. No one, no one has mentioned them, and I've had like five people over. Well, I don't think people know that they're coasters. I definitely, I don't know that they're coasters. They're exactly. terrible coasters. Oh, really? Well, look at them. I'm seeing them, and I think they look delightful. I think it's a good looking cactus. I feel like I am in the Arizona desert. You shaped it. No, you shaped it. 
No, I before this shape, I just went straight up. Oh, that's right. And then you were like, this is not good for me. (laughs) Um, And then it created the perfect cactus shape. Collaborative efforts. Exactly. It's M5 and a cactus. (laughs) Right, M5 in it. Yeah. I will say um, your lava lamp is now visible. I try, I'm, I'm making a point to turn it on when people come over. Oh, good. Um, so that's also nice. Now I'm just going to talk about the things in your room. Uh, living room. Um, also, gallery wall. Wow, who came up with that idea? Probably oh me. Who, who was that? I have no idea. Um, I love the little bells that are in your uh, doorway. Those, those are one of my favorite things. Um... And I've already said this. I really like your, uh, I don't know what to really call that. I want to hear what you, what you come up with. I'm going to say, um, media stand of youth. Media stand of youth. Um, those are most, which is I, it's basically, it's like a trophy case, right? It's, uh, it's a T I, I consider it a TV stand. I consider it a TV stand, but it has the, with the glass, Covering reminds me of a trophy case. It does. It does give off trophy case vibe. vibe. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, and then in, on the inside, lovely uh, collection of just fun little knickknacks, which I thoroughly enjoy. Also, um, I'm just going to keep going describing this this uh, place. This lovely foam wall. Um, Need some work, but yes. It's beautiful. It has a amazing picture um, that I believe was gifted to you. It was your grandma. Saw. It was with Jake Gyllenhaal. One of the main characters was named Gretchen. You're welcome. Um, to myself. Hmm. Um, and basically, all of this art was possessed. And anyone who profited off of this art and had it in their, like, had, well, actually, they didn't need to have it in their home. They would die from that art. So they would, like, become a part of the art itself. Or they would be, they would die from this art. It's not like they would just get stabbed some someplace. They would die by art. Um, you do not profit off of this, so I think you're fine. Um, and also, the person who um, painted all of these things was dead and was in their like will, in their wish list, was destroy all of this art. Like they uh, knew it was bad because they were a bad person, but not necessarily because of who they were as much as just the life that they had been dealt. Uh-huh. Um, but um, this was how, this was just what they were doing. Okay. Um, I feel safe. Yeah, you should feel safe. But I will say the art piece itself is a little creepy. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but just like, I'm reminded of that. This is an original piece of art by someone, um, an artist I'm assuming in Richmond. And, mm-hmm. um, so it's just like, I'm thinking of it. Um, that being said, I will now describe it. Uh, so the background is, a green Looney Tunes fuzzle, uh, funnel, fuzzle, uh, funnel, um, in the background. And, uh, the bug is funny, if you will, is a <laughs> skeleton with a, uh, it looks like they actually do have a brain inside their skull and it's cracked open and some type of, uh, like maggot, uh, extra large maggot is eating their brain. Um, interestingly enough, the burger that they are uh, inserting into their skeleton frame also looks like it is a burger of maggots. So maybe it's like, are you feeding your brain? Um, 
Also, the body of the skeleton is not your traditional rib cage. It is a bunch of gears. So are we actually just all machines? The gears are reaching out for money. So what are we fueled by? Are we fueled by narcissism that our brain is fueling? Are we fueled by money? Also, this person has, or the skeleton, has a tie that is ripped off. So I can't help but think that maybe this is just a metaphor for how capitalism is truly ruining all of our lives. Also, the eyes are uh, orange. (laughs) And that's my description. (laughs) I love it so much. This is the best. This is the best. Thank you so much. Um, So I did... Your your episode comes out before Nana's, but I did his yesterday. Okay. And you both are the only people of the four total to mention that it's green. Oh, the background? The background. And that's my favorite part. Oh, really? Well, the, the fact that there is a background, the fact that it does contrast so much with the orange and the blue and the pink. Yeah. Um, love it. Love your description. <laughs> Amazing. He also had a very conflicting interest of just like, I don't think this artist had any uh, ideas about anything. I think he oh, just... Oh, I did not. I honestly you went, did not. You went completely the other direction, which I very much appreciate. Thank you. I was right with you on that capitalism part. So Thank you. Thank right, you. Well was, there, was there anything we missed or do you want to... Um, anything we missed? Uh... No, I guess not. Oh, I think we hit everything that we wanted to hit. Yeah. Um. Whenever you're ready, just say goodbye. Okay, bye bye. Everybody wanna shine. I was born like this, don't even gotta try. I like shot a nigga better over time. Heard you say I'm not the best.